Yes, yes. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you are across the globe on planet Earth. Here we are. My name is Anthony. This is a deep and meaningful conversation. So let's get into it. Consciousness can be inspired to awaken through memories. Now, what I mean is that when you reflect on specific memories that you have in life, you can have a tendency to focus on what you lack. I recall having a time or a moment going through a moment in my life where I was struggling but I had people around me and I focused on the fact that I didn't have enough money now when you do that when I did that I then went down a spiral of stress complete and utter stress and worry, anxiety every day, only because I wasn't able to open my eyes to the people, the people who were around me, who were giving me guidance, trying to support me. All I was focusing on was my own issues. Now, if I I think, looking back, in hindsight, if I focused on their help, their support, and appreciate, appreciated them more, I don't know why this mic keeps popping, appreciated them more, then I would have been able to sit down and calm myself down and develop an action plan. So, appreciation is appreciation is very important appreciate the people if there are people around you um, that are supporting you and also appreciating the good and the yeah just appreciating the good around you and trying to not focus heavily on the problem but that doesn't mean ignore i'm not saying don't miss don't um confuse me i'm not saying um yeah just refuse to confront your issues no confront them 100 percent. confront them full on and that's probably that is the reason why i was worrying so much because all i was doing was worrying and not focusing on dealing with the issue and you know, so what I'm saying is appreciation. If I appreciated those people and set up an action plan quicker, then I would have been able to get myself out of that situation a lot more quicker and move forward in a more productive way. Instead of just worrying, worrying, worrying and going down, 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 I would have been able to stand up and deal with the situation 
and move forward by facing the problem. So the importance is trying to understand the reason, the reason why you experience those things. For me, it was an awakening. It was an awakening to my thinking, an awakening to how I react to situations, my attitude and my behavior, which was not acceptable in my own eyes. When I reflect, just worrying and just allowing yourself to not respond and be proactive, it's not good enough. It's not good enough to actually function and to move on. But I think when you don't have the tools to balance and make your body still, there's times when the emotions of the body take over your thinking and take over your intuition especially when there is a real crisis at hand. So if you're going through a situation, you know, you're worrying about money, finance, which is a real issue. And then your body is becoming anxious and it's becoming um, conflicted and it's taking up, it's taking up the space. It's taking up all the space inside you. And it's allow it's, it's drowning your yourself with emotion. Now, I recently, yesterday, I did a workshop on mindful presentation, and it was a workshop that gave you the tools to meditate and to do vocal warm-ups before a presentation. But it was so productive in the sense that it helped you bring about a sense of balance within the body. I think it's very important to actually try to bring harmony to the body because the body is easily reactive and when it reacts it becomes really emotionally unstable in a response to a situation that you're going through now if you understand how to bring about some sort of harmony and equilibrium with those emotions you're able to be more proactive and i think that was my problem and it still is to a certain extent is not having the tools to balance and realign the energetic aspects of the physical body, my own body. And now that I have those tools, I'm going to be using those tools. I had a very negative, and I was saying this to the, um, the teacher, I have a very negative perception of meditation 
I've thought about it, but whenever I've thought about bringing it into my life as a practice, I've always said, why? I don't really need to do that. And I didn't want to copy new ages or wise people that I listen to, philosophers such as Alan Watts was always talking about meditation. And so I was caught up in not trying to be like those people. But now I feel that I'm not being like them because I decided to do this workshop and I was given a set of tools to how to calm down, not suppress, but balance and realign those responses, those anxieties in the body. Because I think that is tension. When I noticed that I noticed my breath, when I was breathing, I was holding on to my breath. And I think that constriction, that holding on is a tension, a bodily reaction. Now, when you understand how to deal with that, your energy lifts up and you're able to focus and be present in the space. And, you know, just that one workshop, the one hour that I had has done wonders in my life, you know, and I do intend to keep it up. I do intend now to bring about a practice, incorporate a practice that is going to enable me to balance those anxiety feelings, those feelings in the body of worry. Um, but also, yeah, because it's, it's a, you know, it's all good saying I'm going to deal with the problem, which is necessary, but how are you going to deal with the emotion? Because once you deal with the problem, whatever problem it is, and then another problem arises, your body will react in the same way. So how are you going to deal with that bodily reaction? And that's what I have now discovered um, as a action plan for myself using meditation. Um, yeah, using meditation. There's no, I don't know why I'm stalling on that. You know, it's a simple strategy um, that I'm going to be using to basically help um, balance the anxieties and help the body respond in a more productive way. So, uh, yeah, if you've been, you know, if you, this is the first time that you've tuned in to my podcast, you know, thank you. And, you know, if you want to subscribe, 
if you feel that this material resonates with you, um, please do hit the, no hit the notification bell as well. If you want to be notified of new podcasts that I put up and upload. Yeah, because, you know, what makes me unique in this situation with these podcasts is that I'm, I'm dealing with the inner world and I'm bringing you testimonies of my experience so you can get an example of situations and then you can use that as a learning curve and reflect on your own experiences and then try to work out strategies to develop in order to improve your situation and I think that a lot of people don't give them sorry give the audience a testimony of you know their own experience there are some I've listened to a lot of podcasts and there are there are people that talk about their own experiences but there are many others who are very surface-based and approaching situations and dealing with and giving people tools without actually giving testimonies to their own experiences. And I, I didn't ever set myself up as a kind of teacher. I just, I just saw myself, I got myself into a situation, a synchronistic situation where I was just talking to people about spiritual aspects of myself, my intuition, and speaking about the people that I've studied. And from that, I realized, and the people around me realized that it's actually useful to talk about these things. And then that's, that's what sparked this off. So I never, but I never thought I'm going to be a kind of a teacher in that sense. And I still don't even regard myself as a teacher. I just see that all I'm doing is talking to you about my experience because through the self-expression it gives you the confidence to talk about these important issues which a lot of people are ignoring about you're not going to hear people talking about anxieties not many people are going to be talking about their own anxieties in life they're, they're going to be holding those issues at a distance because they don't want to be termed as someone who's actually dealing with those things. But I think that it's very strong and it's a powerful thing to be able to express the truth of the inner world, the body. What, what goes on in this temple is, is magnificent. And I think that even the anxieties themselves are also, you know, incredible and when you're able to find a way of expressing what's going on, you gain a sense of power by doing that. And a sense, you, have a, you gain a sense of ownership and awareness and consciousness arises from the acceptance 
and the action that you're taking to address and express what's going on. You know, it, it, it is important. And I think that going through the situations that I've been through, it's given me, it's given me a lot of confidence to talk about these things without any sort of um, worry. And a lot of people really do worry about and anxiety. They worry about anxiety. They worry about talking about anxiety. They worry about what other people think um, about those feelings. But I don't actually think it's important what they think about, you know, your inner world because they're going through something. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, you know, what appears to be excellent in somebody else's life. They are still dealing with something in this shell, the body, which you are not aware of. And I'm not saying every, everybody has to be talking about these issues. But if there's someone out there who is going through this, but they're not, they're not expressing it. And then they're the one that's telling you what to do when they don't even know what they're talking about. They, don't, they haven't experienced it or they're experiencing these same things that you're going through, but they don't express it and they give you advice. You know, what's, what's that about, you know? So there is something about being truthful to your own emotions and yeah, it's, it's more than just your intuition because you can have your intuition, but if your body is stifled with anxieties, then it, it sabotages your your true self and that and that's what i really began to realize you know i've been following my heart and my intuition but being stifled with anxieties and worries and that what that does it drags down the power of the intuition so It has to be dealt with and finding tools to deal with them is very important. Another thing I realized is that rushing, if you're like me and you feel that, you know, internally when you're speaking, you're rushing, you're rushing to get information out as if it just has to be, you know, onto somebody else there's there is no real need to rush and the rush the need to rush is a is a kind of is another form of worry it's another form of worry because you're trying your best to get it out as quickly as possible so it's over and done with so then you just oh it's done now why take your time in expressing yourself 
it doesn't matter how slow it is. It doesn't need to be fast. In fact, most people talk too quickly. They are in a rush to get it out because they are in this competitive mode in trying to be the first to get it right or to be the first to express because they want to be number one. But it's not a race. We're not, if I'm having a conversation with you, I'm not trying to be number one or on top of you. All I'm doing is talking. Now, that's all that's required in a conversation. But I've been guilty of, of not trying to be number one, but trying to get it out, trying to get the information out as quickly as possible because the bodily anxieties are overwhelming me to the point to the point where I feel a sense of relief by just getting the information out as quickly as possible. Now that is a problem. That is that is a problem. And that, that particularly presents itself to me in situations where I'm speaking in large groups yeah speaking in large groups and wanting to say something and then saying what i wanted to say but just probably missing out information or not expressing it to its full capacity in order to convey my ideas concisely and confidently so somebody else can receive it and learn from what I'm trying to say. When you just try to get things out, it doesn't land. It doesn't arrive properly on the other side. You know, you have to bring things into context there are times when you know you need to rush if you're we well, you don't but you might think you need to rush if you're late for an appointment then you may be rushing to get out of the house but at least that has a context and a truth behind it because there's a there's a motive i need to get to this nine o'clock appointment so therefore i must hurry up but when you're talking to people there's no nine o'clock appointment. You are just trying to express yourself in the moment. So there is no need to rush. And I'm telling myself that because I'm still learning, but I'm also giving that advice to you 
if this relates to you. And also appearances. I think that me doing this podcast, I found myself getting caught up in the figures. And I don't think that matters. I think that it's good to try and reach a wider audience so more people become aware of your message and can learn from what you're saying. But I think being aware of the content itself and being truthful to the content is the priority, not the result. The result comes after, you know, and why, what I mean by result, I mean, you know, trying to get a million people to listen to you why why do i need one million people to watch me on youtube i don't need to worry about status and i've been worrying about status for some weird reason because it's that competitive it's the competitive mindset of i must you know move up the social hierarchical ladder within the social media platform in order to feel, you know, better. I don't need to do anything. That goes against the actual message. That goes against the self. That goes against you. All I need to do is make content, express it to the best of my ability and put it out there. That's it. No worry about, oh, unbelievable. Did you see how many people listened to the last podcast? Oh, that means I must find a way of improving my delivery or improving my marketing strategy now. I must do it now. I must compete. I must be number one. That's the thought patterns behind it. That's the thinking behind the hunger. No, I'm taking it from a different perspective. I'm approaching this from a spiritual and rational perspective and I'm unifying those both elements and I've come to the conclusion that just be yourself. I've done, you know, I've got locked into the obsession of what others think and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. How many times do you need to be humbled by the higher forces, by God? before you understand it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about your podcast or about you as a person 
all that matters is that you express the truth of what you're trying to express. And that's it. That is it, really. That is it. And that can, that can be applied. That truth can be applied to any situation in life. And I will apply that to any situation in life. All that matters is the truth of the moment right now and delivering the best that I can deliver in that moment. The content, not the result. The result, an obsession with the result doesn't work. You know, and I can refer back to Carlos Castaneda when he said that there's a danger with having ambition. Ambition is a problem, is what he basically said. I'm paraphrasing, but he referred to ambition as an actual problem. And I know that we have, we have a big issue with that, you know, in society this obsession with ambition. What am I going to be? How am I going to get there? How am I going to be number one in what I'm doing? And doing that forces you to run around desperately gathering as many tools as possible to climb up the illusionary mountain of success. And I'm not better than anyone. I'm telling you, I'm guilty of doing the same thing. You know, just the other week I was watching videos on how to improve YouTube videos now i'm not saying it's wrong to do that but i'm realizing that i've been falling into the own my own trap of focusing on the result and not the content the content has to be the important aspect of the delivery otherwise it becomes you don't actually you you then become some other entity you then become something else. The focus on other aspects becomes a distraction to the self and a distraction to who you are. So I'm guilty of distractions, distractions and more distractions and more distractions to the true me. And you see, what happens is that even just having those moments of pauses, when you get obsessed with how you are going to be number one, you might even say to yourself, I can't have moments of silence because the audience are going to be thinking, well, what are you doing? You're not talking. You're not giving me content. You're not giving me the best that you can do within this moment right now. You're not, you're not being number one. You're not being the best. You're not, I know, I know, you're not. 
you're not running you know you're not being a desperate monkey i want desperate monkeyism i want desperate monkeyism that's what they want you know and they want you to want that but i'm not doing the desperation there is no competition why does there doesn't need to be there doesn't need to be any competition it's just an expression a moment of silence and what do i mean by a moment of silence a moment of silence is turning the switch off to the voices that tell you you must be like this in order to be successful turning those voices off and switching on your own voice so yeah i think i'll leave it there you know this is been a very interesting conversation um thank you for listening i hope that you have found something that you can take from this podcast and i hope you enjoy the rest of your day take care everyone